Tantrum House Board Gaming Podcast is recorded live from Studio WKRD in Greenville, South Carolina. This podcast is brought to you by our friendly local game store, Boardwalk, purveyors of fine games. Bezier Games, the new classics. AEG, we make fun. The Game Steward, your second chance at Kickstarter games. And Game Toppers, LLC, upgrading your gaming experience. Your hosts are here to help you sort through the cardboard commotion to help you find the diamonds in the rough. So buckle up. Especially if you're driving right now, because you're about to arrive at the Tantrum House. Hello, ho, 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 and welcome to the show. Today we got Will Meadows. Sarah Meadows. Melissa Delp. Kevin Delp. And Psychic Larry. In the house. Merry Christmas. Melekalikimaka. Wait, this is coming out the day after Christmas. What do you say after that, on that day? Merry Christmas after... That's day. what I say. <laughs> boxing day? Is it boxing day? Oh, there we day? go. Happy boxing yes. day. I saw boxing gloves around here somewhere. Yeah. The kids were going crazy this afternoon. Is that kickboxing? Oh, what, are they, what are they doing? It was. Yeah, it's no. kind of boxing. <laughs> it may not be. I actually don't know what kind of boxing it is. For so, boxing day? Yeah. What, is, what kind of I, boxing is that? I think it's little like boxes, right? Yeah. Like Christmas boxes? Maybe. Sure. <laughs> Hello, all our Canadian friends. Hope you Showing, guys are Showing our ignorance. <laughs> so Christmas I know about, and hopefully yours was great. Oh, Canada. There we go. Right. Oh, I don't know where we're going. <laughs> so we are here yet again to play some games, or at least talk about them. Talk about some new games that are coming up. I think we're going to be talking about our favorite games from the year. What? This, this could be a long episode. We've also got an interview in there. We're going to be talking to uh, a board game designer. And then we'll probably talk about Tantrum Con because it's coming soon. There we go. And then we'll wish you a happy new year. It's going to be a great episode. Happy new year. There we, we go. We can get that one in time. Sure. So what are some of the games that you guys have been playing recently? What's on your tables? And or do you anticipate playing and having already had played. Well, we got Christmas. to the table tonight, a game um, from, I don't know who designed it, but the reason I wanted to play it is because it was illustrated by Vincent Dutre, my favorite illustrator. The hero of the drawers. Although, I will say, he just did the box cover. There is literally no art in the game. <laughs> it it looks like some neat stuff on the table, though. Inside I guess cardboard. There was a little bit of art. It was a Roland, right? Something right? Um, Were you it was a pick and write? Action selection. Right. And right. And choose, choose and write. Ooh, I think is what they say in the rules. Okay, choose Select and, and scroll. Yeah. So you're choosing a pattern to draw, a hexagonical pattern. Did this game have a name? I don't know. Who Distant said. Suns. Distant Suns. Thank from you. Yellow? Yeah. Distant Suns from Yellow. And it's a uh, game where a player is choosing a hexagonical shape to draw. Um, and then that will immediately tell what... Um, what you're drawing, and then everyone else is also drawing a shape, but it's, it's not a this, different. It's shape. a different shape, but it's the way it works is you have this um, sort of shape that or a, a, a token that you're laying in the main um, play area, and it's basically pointing to do two different shapes: one for you to draw, and another for the other players to draw. And they're like it's a V shape and a mountain shape and things like that in your space area are they dice or cards or how do you know what they're to... hexagonal shapes Hexagon. i think you mean hexagonal I... thank you those two how do i know what they look like what is it so there's choosing from a there's menu? a board yeah. that has the shapes laid out yeah. okay. and then there are spaces where you can put your token to point to different shapes and it's um... a two 
sided ish mm-hmm. token. It has two spaces. So when you place the token, one section is going to point to your shape and another section is going to point to the shape other people have to play. Uh-huh. Anyway, and then you're trying to cover up things on your board. You basically are looking at space in front of you and it's got at least basically lots of different things you can cover up or be next to with these shapes that you're drawing and you're getting points from doing that. So So you're trying to like, there's aliens and you're trying to cover them with a certain type of shape and you'll get points if you cover them with the right shape. Now you may end up covering them with other shapes just because of the way it works. But I say the game was okay. Who won? Obviously I won. Oh, did you? You won and only thought it was okay. Yeah. There was certain things. Sarah and I both agreed (laughs) that go for the, uh, well, there you could get bon- a bonus for going in yeah. using your ship to fill in the ship spaces and it only allowed you to negate one hex, hex. off of another shape. I wanted better powers. Yeah. Like, I'm like I'm that like, was oh. only power and I was like, Oh, I'm spending all this time getting upgrades and I didn't even yeah, need felt to like the use upgrades them were like I was not too fun upgrades. Yeah, I, I wanted it to be like something even better. like something that's different. Like Hannah was saying, oh, I want uh, an upgrade where I can just fig, uh, fill in one hex. I'm like, yes. oh, that'd be fun. Or like different things like that. Or would, you can spend three of your upgrades to take an extra turn or sure. something. Yeah, you know? I'm fine something with like, that. like that. Yeah, there was a lot of opportunity there that I felt like I was agree. missed out. Was there a segment called Sarah's so- Soapbox? Sarah's Soapbox. That's, yeah, that's we we got to get a sound effect for that. <laughs> well, well, it was we, a space. Well, we were in space. Oh, space That's soapbox. Right. Is there a space soapbox? There we go. Anyway, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I was. It's Kevin, fine. Actually, who said he didn't like? It? I know it was Kevin, <laughs> but I did agree with him that I felt like it was a missed opportunity mm. on the the bonuses. I would have liked a game better if it had that in it. Some expansions, huh? There we go. What about you, Will? Uh, so tonight I get to play uh, Boop from <laughs> Smirk and Laughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, the components for the game are super fun. I've seen several pictures of this on the internet, and I thought that it was like a just printed, embossed board everywhere I saw it. Oh, but no. it is actually like a padded fabric yeah, it's quilt. Like a, it's like a blanket. <laughs> There's like foam pieces inside the quilt? Probably, okay. yeah. It's, it's a soft and fluffy top, and it's a two-player game. It's a strategic movement, abstract strategy type of game where you have little, and they're actually not little, they're like chunky wooden kittens that you're trying to get to line up three in a row on a bed and if you do if you don't knock them off the bed if you manage to actually get three in a row then you can upgrade them to cats and then you got to do it one more time and jonah and i played it for a long time <laughs> it sounds super simple and super easy but when you put the cats down they bump the cats around the bed all they over and it's them. very difficult to keep track of where you're booping all the kittens yeah kittens can't be- boop cats cats <laughs> Boop each other in every direction. Just like hearing them say the word boop all <laughs> night. There was lots of booping. booping. They were literally like, crazy. Oh, if, can, if I can boop my cat over here and you're booping, and then that booped over here, and then those two cats <laughs> booped off. <laughs> it was like, well, I'll boop you. There was a lot of booping. There was for a lot sure. of booping going on. I think Jonah finally got me. Didn't yeah. yeah, he won. He did. He got excited about I it. I looked over at the board and <laughs> yeah. The cats were booping on and off. And we were all over the place. Like, one second you look over, Jonah has six pieces on the board, and I have two. And then two turns later, I have six pieces on the board, and Jonah has two. I didn't know that the the way to win was do three something in a row mm-hmm. or something. Two cats. Th- getting three cats in a row. I just thought they were booping on and off. And I'm like... <laughs> to boop off. Then whoever has the most cats at the end wins. I don't know. I was just looking over as we were playing Distant Suns from far away. 
Yeah. I and think he can win if you boop all of their cats off, right? Really? Maybe not. Definitely a possible Who rule read the rules? I did not. I don't know that I did, <laughs> I but I played them. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's normal, though, right? Correct. Correct. It was a good time, though. and the, It's got some fun components. I, Speaking I would play it again. of abstract strategy... Didn't you play another abstract strategy game? We did. We played the new game Winter from Devere Games. Oh, that's not what I was thinking, but go I think for it's it. Abstract strategy still. Uh, it's a card laying tile <laughs> token piece game where it's two players. You're trying to. Uh, I don't really know what you're trying to do story wise. It's got to be abstract. You're playing a card that has four different. Uh, snowflakes. I would on it. say that this is probably other than Boop. Boop was probably the most thematic abstract strategy. Yes. Winter was maybe underneath right. that. Then there was a third one. We'll get to it in a second. Okay, That's yes. super with no action. theme whatsoever. Okay. Correct. Continue yes, on yes. with Winter. Winter was fun, though. It's a, uh, you have two different phases of the game. You have a freezing phase where you're playing cards and tokens. And then once all the cards in the game are played, which is only like 18 of them, then you thaw and you start removing things from the game. And the goal is to be the last one to remove one of your tokens from the game. And it's kind of like cutthroat. You... Uh, either when the thaw happens, you either have to remove a card if it's free or you can remove one of your tokens, which you don't want to do. So there's like this internal agony as you're like, I don't want to pull this token off because if I do it, freeze the card and then he's going to move the card and he's going to get another token. And I played it a couple times with Ryan actually the other night too. Different Ryan, but you don't know which Ryan it is. And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) And I beat him, I think two or three times. And then... I beat Jonah tonight. Jonah didn't enjoy it. Because you beat him. Correct. But I think he would have enjoyed it because he enjoyed Boop, which he beat me at, which is actually kind of similar, like two-player okay. strategy battle game. And uh, it was a simple, quick, easy one. I, I enjoyed it. So segue into the last two-player <laughs> abstract strategy game. This is a, a night of abstract <laughs> strategies. Uh, the other one that we played was Quantro. I think it's Quanto. Quattro. Quarto. Quarto. say? No, I think it's Quarto. That sounds good. It's from Gigamech or something. Hashet, yeah. Yeah, Hashet Games. Um, It is a Connect Four checkers type of game where you've got a board that you are placing wooden tokens on. Each of the wooden tokens is... They're chunky. They are chunky, and they are... Yeah, tokens, totems, maybe. There you go. I like totems. Um, Each of them is kind of different. So there's two different colors. There's two different heights. There's some that are solid, some that are hollow on the top. And, and there's some that are round or some that are square. So there's like, yeah, four different things. Yeah. Four couplets. And so you could have eight different things going on. Yes. Okay. At least. Or 60. I don't know. Yeah, it's only eight. Okay. And you... <laughs> That's why they did not do well in this game. <laughs> Correct. Uh, in the game, you are... You just... You hand your opponent a token to place, totem, whatever, uh, on their turn. And they have to decide where to place it. They place it. And then they hand you the next piece that you're going to play. So it's not like you're the dark colored pieces and the other guys the light mm-hmm. colored pieces. But on your turn, you're trying to make four in a row of some matching characteristics. So mm-hmm. you could have a tall piece and a short piece and a hollow piece as long as they were all brown. Mm-hmm. Or you could have... Yeah, square. Or right. Or they could all be short. Larry saw you guys playing this. Tell us your thoughts, Larry. Larry, could you have beaten both of us? Maybe. <laughs> I feel like when I was watching them play, you have you can you can either play really safe and just block everything and because mm-hmm. it's it's a pretty small board. It's only four by four. Okay. So you can and you have to get four in a row. So there's only so many places where you can get four in a row, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you can play defensively and just block up the board. Um and play. Which safe. is pretty much what we did. Yeah. 
But I feel like if you play a little bit more aggressively and kind of take a chance that maybe you might hand the wrong piece or get stuck with so the wrong piece. So what actually happened? I never heard the ending of the game. So I had this one t- turn set up perfectly where I was like, okay, I have this row and this row set up. I'm handing him a piece that won't fit in either of those two. Or like he won't win if he puts it there. But if he hands me any of like these other three pieces, then I can win in the, in one of these two spots. And of course, he didn't hand it to me. He figured it out. So it was like we got down to the last three pieces, and I was like mathing it out in my head. I was like, okay, if if he hands me that one or that one, and I put it here, if I hand him that one and that one, then he'll be stuck with this one, you know. And I'll get the last piece and. You yeah. mathed up too And much. then I was like, and then neither one of us can win. I was like, oh, the cat's got the game. And then I just randomly handed him a token, and he was so mad because he was like, if you had handed me the other one, I would have won. That <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> we'll miss one possible ending, and it was two token, two totems left, and he picked I got the right lucky. one. <laughs> he picked the right one and gave it to Jonah. I totally missed it. I almost handed him the wrong one. Would have given him the victory. I got lucky. <laughs> Yeah, it was interesting. The components are super nice. It's like it's heavy, yeah. hardwood. It would be a nice, like, if you don't have kids, put this on your, you know, coffee table and just leave it there all the time. It'd be a fun one to just show off, but cool. probably won't work in my house. <laughs> we got to play a five-player game of Mosaic recently, and um, I've don't, I think that's the biggest player. I think you can play up to six. I don't know if I would want to play six players for that. Five was fine. I didn't feel like it was too long of a game we i played it at uh three and i played it at four and so this is my first five player i enjoyed it melissa what do you think i, I feel like we played it at five before so also. we played it at five before <laughs> which count would you say you like the best i I'd say four or five is fine yeah yeah i mean i enjoyed it because i won, I won. <laughs> we, we had one player who went really strong in military and kind of filled the board with infantry and mm-hmm. soldiers i think if you go military you want the game to go fast because you don't want players to get a lot of cards and that was the problem melissa got a lot of cards which gave her a lot of points yeah i like by the second empire scoring there are these cards that come out and you'll score the control of the board and that'll happen usually three times in the game. By the second time that it came out, I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to worry about the board anymore because, you know, I there's no way I can wrestle control for some of these regions. So I'm just going to go card heavy. I'm going to keep collecting, um, you know, different icons that are going to score me points. I'm going to build project cards, which are going to give me more points and... Yeah. I don't know. I think I had probably about 40 points in just my projects. Yeah, I think the end game scoring leans mm-hmm. more toward the set collection mm-hmm. card technology type stuff. That's what I like about the game. Um, but yeah, like to your point, I think if you try, if you're going to try for like one of those early game military yeah. like control, then mm-hmm. you're going to have to mill the small decks. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Population, taxing, right. and then the building. Yeah. Because yep. those, because there's there's a scoring card in every one of the mm-hmm. decks, yeah. but the technology deck is super fat, huge, <laughs> um, huge. But the other ones are smaller, so mm-hmm. theoretically, yep. if you mill through those decks, you can get the game to end faster yep. before people can get sets. Yeah, that might but. be fun trying that sometime. I've never had a shorter game. It's always been a little bit longer of a game because nobody's really going after all all four decks. It's yeah. usually they're doing technology and building, and the other two aren't usually going after during the game. But, yeah. I feel like the smaller ones are a little bit harder to right. push without doing something else. Yeah. Like, usually we can get two scorers out pretty quick, and mm-hmm. then the third one is like, well, 
twice as long as the rest. All right, let's take a minute to jump into a review review. Ryan's not here to do it, but I've got a review from iTunes coming at you from Gutshot Games, and they reviewed us and said, high-quality board game content that offers something different from the other podcasts. I need a sound effect in there. Pew, pew, or something. We need to get it. We need to get a review, review sound effect. We got to get so many contacts. Maybe in Christmas 2023, we'll have the new sound effects. There we go. If you guys are interested in having us read one of your reviews on the podcast, then be sure to give us a rating and write a review on any of our podcasting platforms. This one comes from iTunes and uh, you can find us on Spotify or Google Play, whatever that's called. Yeah. That's and uh, yeah, your reviews do Spotify, help us out. Yeah. Bring us to the top of the list and we'd love for you guys to write a review. Maybe we'll read it on the show. But right now, let's jump into an interview with our house guest, Sean Fletcher. Hey! Hi, how are you? Good. Um, Sean, you go by Fletch, is that correct? That's correct. Okay, I just want to make sure I'm doing this properly. <laughs> so, um, great. Well, we have you on the show to talk about Disney Sorcerer's Arena Epic Alliances. You are the designer of this, of this game, correct? I am. Wonderful. Well, thank you for being on the show. Um, so this came out earlier in 2022. It's already had a couple expansions, a couple expansions. Tell us a little of the history uh, of this game. Uh, did you have like inspirations for the gameplay or mechanics? Tell me a little bit about the background. Well, the, the inspiration, uh, really is the, the mobile game, uh, Disney Sorcerer's Arena. Um, a couple of years ago, the team that developed the mobile game came to us and they said, Hey, you've made some great Disney games in the past. We'd love to work with the op, uh, adapting our, our mobile game to a tabletop format. What can you do? And my boss looked at me and said, okay, well, you love games and you love Disney. You seem to be the right guy for this. Um, so uh, I, um, I got to work figuring out really what the kernel of the mobile game was that we loved mm-hmm. and applied that to sort of a a real world space where you could move characters around and get in range to, to do cool attacks with, with each character. Uh, and it's been a blast sort of first designing the engine for how the game worked, but then also creating all of the characters for Disney Sorcerer's Arena Epic Alliances, where they all reflect uh, sort of the personality of that character and how you, how you expect they might fare in a, in a battle arena setting. That was actually going to be one of my questions of how difficult it difficult is it to match up those characters with sort of like what they're doing in uh, the game? You know, some characters are, are a little more uh, challenging than others. Some can be a tough nut to crack, but others are really uh, pretty, pretty easy to, to see. Oh, there's a strong personality here. Sorcerer's Apprentice Mickey is known for those broomsticks. What can I do with that to, to make a you know, a growing army of broomsticks go in for the attack. Um, Demona was a fun one because uh, she's she's not as well known, but right. You know, fans of the Gargoyles show from the the '90s when they see her in the game, uh, they go nuts because it's like some love for a character that they just weren't expecting. And to have a character play so aggressive and recklessly. Uh, was a really fun uh, character to to sort of design the the, the card kit for. We uh, have played this a number of times already, and I don't know 
well, personally, I have a fa- from the base game. My favorite is Aladdin uh, to play. You play, I, yeah. You you cosplayed as him a bit when you played I, in your tournament series. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite from the base game, or um, from are the there no favorite? Game. My my absolute <laughs> favorite is uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice Mickey. Like I okay. said, he's got that that broomstick mechanic, and mm-hmm. I think there's a great sort of puzzly challenge to knowing when to build up those broomsticks and when to attack with them and when to hold off uh, because he does lose all of his broomsticks when he gets knocked out and he'll come back into the arena after a KO, but you don't want to spend all those resources at a, at a time when there's a risk of losing them. Um, so the, 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 the more puzzly element to him really, really appeals to me. I guess for listeners who have never played this game, give us a little bit like overview. What, what is this game? And like, like, how do you, you don't have to go through how to play, but like, what do people do on their, on their turn? In a nutshell, this is uh, sort of a classic skirmish battle arena game uh, where you're putting characters in uh, a setting where they can go after each other, try to score some knockouts, get points for that. But the, the theme is that these are all Disney and Pixar characters, and they come from all over the place. I mentioned Demona. Uh, Sully is a, is a Pixar character. We've got a number of classic Disney animated characters. And when you look at the expansions, we even start to venture into live action. Davy Jones makes a, an appearance <laughs> in the first expansion. Um, so you go in, you, you knock each other out, and you score points. And wh- whomever has the most points at the end of the final round wins the game. So in Disney Sources Arena Epic Alliances, there are two expansions. Uh, the first one that came out was Turning the Tide. And you mentioned one, the Davy Jones, Moana, and Stitch, correct? Were the, mm-hmm. was the, were, were the characters in that one. And the newest one, which actually I'm holding in my hands. I know our listeners can't uh, see it, but you can hear it a little bit. <laughs> we have here Thrills and Chills. Um, yeah, tell me a little bit more about this new expansion. So we've got uh, Jack Skellington there, uh, and his his theme is that he likes to scare his rivals. Uh, <laughs> so he uses a new status effect called Afraid that makes it very difficult for your opponents to stay in close quarters with your team. They get scared and they run away. Okay. Uh, we've got Mother Gothel, whom if you've seen Tangled, you know she really likes to mess with people's heads. Uh-huh, and yeah. in this game, she does that uh, in spades. She gives your opponent choices very frequently, and they're always bad choices either way. <laughs> uh, so it's like, here here you go, pick your poison. And then the Horned King uh, is our resident necromancer. He's from the, the Black Cauldron, uh, and he might be my favorite character in the game so far to play. Okay. He, he spawns uh, cauldron-born minions that can mm. go out across the board and, and do the attacking for him. He's not as well known. I mean, I enjoyed him, at, you know, watching the movie from from my childhood. But yeah. Yeah. Well, he's one that if you've seen the movie as a kid, you remember him as one of the scariest <laughs> villains that's ever been in a Disney movie. Um, so that was that was the theme for this set. Scary and, and um, just just bone chilling characters. <laughs> uh, and, and I think we we did a really good job getting that theme through in that set. I, I really do. One of the things I appreciate about uh, playing the game is the cards. They like all those cards are unique to the characters and what they're doing and, and how they're moving around the board or how they're attacking or how they're interacting with the other characters. Um, tell me, we didn't really talk about the turning the tide or is there one character that sort of stands out uh, that people seem to enjoy more? 
Davy Jones is a is a challenging one for a lot of players and and for players who like to find that you know how do I how do I play this character that seems like they do damage to their own team but I can turn that to my advantage. Um, he's got a really high skill threshold, but also a really high reward threshold there, and there are a lot of players who gravitate towards that. Moana does some really interesting things, improving the rest of her team's ability to move around the board. And Stitch is just chaotic. Uh, he likes to go in, deal a lot of damage, <laughs> but you, you're never quite sure what you're going to get out of him when you play Stitch. So we, like you, you mentioned we played tournament uh, at Tantrum House, and um, you know we enjoyed playing through that. But I heard there's going to be a world championship at Gen Con 2023. Can you give us a little bit more information about this? Yes, um, world yes. championship. So. Uh, the big world championship Gen Con uh, event is actually the final piece of the Ops Road to Gen Con this year, which is going to be a 10-city tournament tour uh, where players have the opportunity to win uh, a whole ton of really cool prizes, including uh, passes to Gen Con 2023. Wow. Um, and uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going we're gonna to stop in... Uh, Orlando, we've got stops in Anaheim, we've got Seattle and Portland, um, several other cities. Uh, I'm, I'm not recalling off the top of my head, but uh, um, I think it's going to be a blast. We're really excited to be, be visiting uh, places all over the country and meeting players and fans of the game. You can file, f- uh, find out more information by uh, following their social media at the op, at the op games. So, right? At yeah. the op games on their social media, find out more information in the uh, near future. Unofficially, uh, we are going to have a, a tournament at Tantrum Con in February, the end of February, at our uh, event in North Carolina. We'll probably have about 700 attendees there. So, if you're going to be in the area and would like to join us uh, and play in that unofficial tournament <laughs> of Disney Sorcerers Arena Epic Alliances, you can definitely join us there, or you can. Find out more information about this world championship at Gen Con. That sounds so exciting. Um, yeah. Thanks for having us, or thanks for being on the show, Fletch. And Thank you for uh, is, is there any last word before we say goodbye that you'd like to share with the listeners? Uh, not, not coming to mind. Uh, we've got other Disney games. If you're uh-huh. enjoying Disney Sorcerer's Arena Epic Alliances, check out the other Disney games from the op, including Smash Up, uh, Disney Edition. Uh, and, uh, thanks for, thanks for hosting. Yeah. Um, yes. Make sure you follow at the op games. That's T H E O P G A M E S, uh, for more info, uh, of the ops road to Gen Con. Uh, thanks again, Fletch for being on the show. Absolutely. Bye. Well, as we finished up that podcast interview with the Fletch, uh, and talking about Disney sorcerers arena, Epic alliances, he asked a question, what characters would you like to see in the Epic Alliance sort of universe? Arena. Added to yeah, the arena. game. Added to the game. Okay, Sarah's got one or two. Go. Cusco. Cusco. Cusco's poison. Yes. Is that the llama or is that the... No, that's the prince. That's the prince himself? Because yeah. I'd rather see the llama. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also the llama. Maybe, maybe oh, I guess he is the llama, is, right? It's both. Oh, right. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been maybe maybe he could transform and have amazing. a standing that's for both power? versions. Whoa. Of course, there's all kinds of possibilities here. That's why yeah. I picked him. 
I like that. That's a winner for sure. Two two characters. He has different powers I, that he can play when he's a different character. I said Olaf. I thought Olaf would be fun. Oh, indeed, indeed. Can melt and make you yeah. slip or give people warm hugs. Yeah, give you warm hugs. <laughs> nice. Yeah, poke you with his nose. <laughs> he's got. He, he poke you with his arm through his body, through his head. It's like all kinds of moves going on. Yeah, throw coal at you. Larry, what's your favorite Disney princess? <laughs> princess. What about just basically? <laughs> great, what about animated show? What's your favorite animated? Animated show. Yeah, from Disney. Uh, good question. We've been watching Are a there lot real, of animated live shows. Disney princesses. What about Bluey? <laughs> I don't know if Bluey would be allowed. Is that Disney? It's not oh, Disney. <laughs> but it's on, on Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Okay. Technically, they can start pulling in Disney Plus characters. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get some Jedi's in there. This is gonna be great. Ooh yeah. Disney Star- Sorcerer Star Wars. I'm down. Everywhere. But that wouldn't no. work with. No. Sorcerer's Arena, wouldn't it? I mean, maybe. All right, Larry, maybe what's your open. favorite? Oh, wait, so first, before we jump into our favorite games ever, yeah, let's back up for just a minute and talk about the fact that we are going to have a... Unofficial. Unofficial, official, kind of official... Sponsored. Sponsored by the op, uh, Disney Sorcerer Arena Epic Alliance Tournament at Tantrum Con. That's right. Ooh. Woohoo, Tantrum are we, Con! What's the story on that? Is Derek and Lizzie Funkhauser running it? Are they, are they participating in it? They better are participate we, in it. We're, we're, you got to come to Tantrum Con and find out. We're working on the details now, uh, but we will have a full-blown tournament. I mean, it's open invitation, so anybody that wants to be in the tournament is welcome to be in the tournament. Oh, so. And it is one of their faves, it seems like. So, so we're going to play against Derek and Lizzie. And Maybe. Or promised. Prom- totally promised. <laughs> so what are the dates no pressure, Derek. and details for Tantrum Con? TantrumCon.com. Um, February 24th, 25th, and 26th in Charlotte, North Carolina. It's at the Hilton Charlotte Airport, and we'd love for you to join us. It's going to be fantastic. A couple days of straight board gaming. We're going to have tournament meals. We're going to have tournaments. We're going to have state championships. Exhibitors. Uh, that'll be the table flipping tournament, one of my favorite things of all time. Yep. And lots of late night gaming and learn to plays. And I think if you haven't already bought your badges, you should go do it right now, obviously. And then if you have, I believe registration opens like in a week or two. For events mm-hmm. mid-January yep. yeah so go check out the we'll site you'll be able to first. actually yeah get the badge now and then you'll get an email notification when the actual event sign up starts so that you can reserve your seat at the table and come play some games with us Larry are you teaching any games at Tantrum Con probably a couple have yeah. you signed up yet do you know what they are sent them I, to have, Melissa? I haven't committed to Melissa what my two games are yet I have committed good job Ooh, I think I did I think what I said I want to teach will, unconscious mind will is actually Whoa. one of the ones who replied it, by do we the have deadline. Just mind. Oh, there was a it's deadline behind me currently. Hopefully, it stays here. It doesn't go away. <laughs> don't ask for it back, publishers. Uh, I don't remember what my second one was though. Do you remember what it was? <laughs> oh, okay. So you too, because I was ready. I was like, "Oh, it's going to be fun. I can't wait." I don't remember what the second one was. I'll say mine while Melissa's fun. thinking of the second one, or maybe Will will think of his. Uh, mine, um, I said I'm going to do wormholes for one of them. Uh-huh, very nice. And I was like, I might as well go the opposite of easy and do foundations of room nice so, Ooh, that's nice so i did an easier one and a harder one i of course did another hard roll and write twilight yeah. inscription oh Ooh. that's great i'm sure people will enjoy doing that one i mean we did hadrian's wall last year yeah a couple times i did an impromptu teach late at night so we'll see if i'm up for that again but i'm usually up for the night shift okay. so we'll probably do some late night gaming We'll see if we bust out the heavy games. What about you, Will? What's the second one? I remembered. It's the new Leaf expansion for Everdell. Oh, very cool. So I'll be using my deluxe tray components and my wooden Ever tree. I think that's what it's called. 
And uh, yeah, we'll play the new expansion. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, that is actually one was my number one game on my 2020 oh, so game. 2020, I keep saying that. I said that in the outtake. 2022, <laughs> buddy. This year is 2022, uh, and that was my top game on my list. How do we? How do we? How are we jumping into this? Are we just sharing every game we no, no, liked no, no, just from this past some, year? Maybe some like so many like insights behind the scenes and like what we thought about the girls' list or the guys' list. Oh, that's or, a good idea. Yeah. So if you want to know all of our top tens, then you have to go to our YouTube channel and watch the videos. The ladies made a video. The guys made a video, and then Studio Eight Hundred Eight made a video with yeah, Larry and the newest one, Amy. It was it was a different take on the top ten of the year. It was. Different take. Yeah, it was yummy. It was yummy. It was a delicious take. It was a delicious take. I haven't seen it yet. I can't wait. It was a sweet take. I saw Larry put a draft up and I said, I'm going to watch it. You watched it real quick and then I hit it. Before it was deleted. Then he deleted it. (laughs) (laughs) It was like those Twitter posts where like they put up there for a little bit and then they delete them. (laughs) So only a few people get to watch them. It's true. So, the anticipation. All right, so 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 I watched the ladies top 10 video. The editor was amazing, wasn't he? He was amazing, actually. <laughs> the uh, the ending to which the movie has like more games than the guy's entire list. I love that you said movie because it was about the length of a feature film. Feature length, fifty some minutes. How I, I'm curious in you guys' brains. How did you determine like these games didn't make the cut? They're only honorable mention. However, I will talk um, well, about them an equal amount. So Melissa time. actually had a reason. <laughs> Did she? Yes. Okay. So all of the games that were my honorable mentions were ones that had made it in my top tens for Kickstarters either last year or the uh, previous year. So I'm like, I've already waxed eloquent about them in other videos. So I wanted to give more room to other games. I also did not include Garten Bow because... Will had done some development art for it. She felt conflicted. I felt like I it was a conflict of interest to include <laughs> it, but I did still mention it because I've I always enjoy playing that one. Yeah. So we didn't do an honorable mention in the guys list. Why did we not do an honorable mention, Will? Uh, gener- generally, I think we forgot. <laughs> no, no, no. I know. Well, I think the really reason was because we had our Christmas party coming up, <laughs> and we were like possible. literally like, like running like the, that was the ladies' video. Like we I filmed said, the ladies the guys before video, the Christmas party. No ladies' idea. video. Oh, we were l- we were like, okay, we got to leave in five minutes. No, we could talk for twenty about yeah. honorable mentions. Did, It'll be fine. Them. It'll be fine. I literally was in the other room looking at the clock and I was like, are we supposed to be in the car? What are we- <laughs> Don't worry, we're still waiting for people that weren't even in the video. I did generally forget. Like I had a list of like five additional games that I was going to mention. Yeah. Five? Which five? Tell us now. My list is now gone. You know, you know, it's funny. If we had added honorable mentions to our stack... Then we could have won, Will. Super tall. We could have won. (laughs) We could have won. I also, well, and I didn't, now that I was doing I couldn't have stacked anyway because I was falling over. But technically, New Leaf didn't even make it off of my shelf to get onto my stack. I could have gone taller. Was it New Leaf in the Everdell Complete Collection? It was in the big box. Yeah, man. You already had it inside the big box. But I got both of them, separate and big (laughs) (laughs) I saw you put the empty Moonraker box up there, too. (laughs) With the 13 other expansions that were from people are calling you out on that one. (laughs) As they should. (laughs) Good job. I thought about putting Moonrakers in my list, but it didn't didn't come out in 2022. Aren't the expansions coming out next year? What came out in 2022? The web version. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> you would, Will. You Did, would. You know what the that? Every year, there's, there's an asterisk right. next so the to digital, your top ten. The digital version of uh-huh. Moonrakers literally gives you no stacking ability. Then. True. This <laughs> is <laughs> literally. So if you're confused, the guys did a game where they stacked their games Thank during you, the top ten video to see how high. But they were stealing each other's games mm-hmm. when they were crossovers. Like there that was, was some teetering and Jenga action going on, and it was quite a high energy. And you know, who until the last <laughs> second, we didn't People, know who was going to have. Have you read some of the, the highest stack? I, I read like the first three days worth, and everybody was nailing out on who they guessed would have the highest stack. I don't think I saw a wrong guess. Oh, I saw I, some when wrong I read guesses, the comments. Yeah. I'm sure since, since some people were going days. Jonah, Kevin, but yeah, most people were doing Ryan. Yeah. So. But um, not that he may or may not have won. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> that's, that's because he had the most unique games. That's probably true. Right. He did. Nobody, nobody was stealing his. So the question I have is, so this was, we tried something a little different in the pat the two years ago, we did um, a pitch meeting and hey, what else did you do? It was some food theory kind food, of yeah, the, uh, one of the theory. Yeah, ones. board game theory, which I think people really, really so liked. kind of parodies of yeah, those. some parodies of those. And then last year we did two. We did a what if parody. Do you remember mm-hmm. doing the what yep, if? And yep. then we also did a um, Squid Games. When, when did we do like the Groundhog Day thing or whatever? That was also last year. The oh, loop. Last year. The loop. Yeah, yeah. The loop. People were so confused with the loop, which is hilarious. <laughs> it was. It was a good time. So we didn't add any of that kind of stuff this year. And we stacked boxes, one of the And got a million dollars. Or not. Mr. Beast was in there. Yeah, we had Mr. Beast show up in our video. Go watch it to see him. So maybe people can uh, next, or next, maybe even now, they can tell us what we should do next year. What should we parody next year? Mm-hmm. What's it going to be? It's the hard hot to know. You got to wait till like the week of. To, like, what's the hot things? All right. We don't you know, know the what the hot thing is. will be till the end of the done, year. Like a Wednesday dance or something. In it. Right. <laughs> she choreographed that herself. Did she really? I don't know. That's what I just saw online. Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't even watched the show. Have you watched it? No. Okay. Well, not, now let's talk about board games. Okay. <laughs> so back to the topic of yeah. favorite games Have we of 2022. About any of our favorite games yet? <laughs> yeah. Everdale. Yeah, Everdale. I think we did. Mm. And Moonrakers. We got two in there. So I did have a couple games this year that I, when I was putting together and curating my list, I did not expect them to be high. high. Like I didn't even think I was going to enjoy the game. Mm. I was like, this is a great concept. And then I was like, there's no way I like, it's not going to be enjoyable. Decorum was the one on the list. You didn't think you were going to like that? No, no, because it was like, Passive, it's passive aggressive. I mean, that's just logic. (laughs) (laughs) Passive aggressive logic. (laughs) Well, I was like, so I think the main thing is Will and I never agree on interior design in our house, and we both have art degrees, so we both feel like we're right. And I was like, there's no way I can (laughs) enjoy this game with Will, and but it was still fun. Yeah, was, did, I actually don't remember. It was on your top ten. How high was it? Uh, I believe it was five. Five. Okay, right I think it's about that's about where it was at on mine. Yeah, yes. I very much enjoyed that one. So for my list, a couple like things like as I like dissect it. Usually, I try not to pick games from the same publisher. So because there's so many games we play, right? I think I played um, like over 500 games, but only like 250 of them were unique. 200 some only 250 that he had to rank <laughs> <laughs> not all of them are 2022 games oh true true right but 
um, I always think, oh, there's so many good games out there. Why should I? I can like spread the love to you know ten, but Board and Dice had two of my favorites, Teletum and Terracotta Army, and they both made in the top ten. So I was like, I have to put them in there. They were on mine as well, and mine too. Yeah, what? Yeah, I didn't actually try Teletum, so apparently. Oh, it, it should have been a lot And Terracotta Army was in your <laughs> it top was, yeah. And you I, played it, right. but you never played Teletum? No. Oh, well. the best one. What? That I, I, I thought it was the best one. I had was it your number one? Would it have been? I need to watch Larry's top ten. Teletum was my number one. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know. It was on Jonah's list too, right? I think he it played was. it and liked it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know mm. if it'd be... I think you put Terracotta Army still higher. higher. That's my personal opinion of knowing Will. Okay. Because Terracotta Army has cooler pieces? Yeah. I think just the gameplay is a little bit... Maybe more my stuff. It, it's yeah, quicker. I would yeah. say Terracotta Army is a quicker game yeah. than yeah. Teletum. Yeah. But the other thing, as I was looking at it, is the mosaic. And I mentioned it in the video. I was sort of kicking myself for not playing, playing it, it earlier, earlier. Yeah. because it's a huge box mm-hmm. and it seems like, oh, just a bear to get to the table and learn it and play it. But I love it. I mean, it's it's great. Cool. It's actually not too, no. too hard to set up. Setting up those pieces yeah, the on the pieces. board. Right, right, right. Um, so the loot, but not part. only the setup, but like right. understanding gameplay and all that. It's just, it's actually very oh, yeah. easy to understand. Yeah, the, I mean, it, it can be a long explanation if you want it to be, but it's pretty simple gameplay. Yeah. I mean, literally on your turn, you're taking one action, and it's next person's turn. And usually, you're buying a card or placing a piece out, so it's not like, it's not like there's this whole thing that you're like, oh, I right. doing this, thirty and this steps, and, this and you gotta and this. compare to a chart. Right. And, uh, it, it's not a uh, woodcraft. No, it is no, not Woodcraft. Definitely not Woodcraft. Not Woodcraft. Would one game that I was probably an honorable mention if I had had an honorable mention list is Brazil. Oh uh, yeah, from Portal I games. Brazil there. Yeah, it was very enjoyable. I only got to play it a couple times, and it was the type of game where I was like, you know, if I played this, like, I, I don't even know how many factions are in the game, like four or five different roles that you can play, mm-hmm. and uh, I think I only got to play two of them. I would love to still play the additional ones, but I was like, I don't know if I can put it as a top ten. I didn't get past you know two-fifths of the main experience of the game um but that was definitely one that i enjoyed and would love to get back on the table and maybe you know make it in the top 10 some other time um i was trying to think of the other honorable mentions i, I don't think you played it but my father's work would have been an honorable mention for me from renegade games it's got a pretty cool worker placement um thing it does have an app which i think does uh, this is a story it's a story driven competitive game um, where you're going through different generations i think the, what makes it an honorable mention for me is the story is cool, but I think it actually makes the game a little bit too long for me um, because it's usually about a three-hour game, and it seems like I want to do more in a three-hour game than what it brings to the table. I don't know if Melissa wants to add anything. Um, I did put it on my honorable mention list, there one, because it had been a Kickstarter yep, that it, we it had talked category, about. Yep. It fit my category. And I do like the story elements, but it is... It's that odd marrying of Euro worker placement game and then gothic, you know, Frankenstein-esque story. Mm. And often I think gamers fall into either they want story or they want the like Euro, just give me the mechanics. sort of thing, which is. And so putting those two together, you're going to alienate some from each group. Mm. And so finding the right people who are going to spend three hours and only take like 15 actions the whole game or something like that. So a lot of it is broken up by the story aspect, but you're making choices and that's affecting your map and all of those things. So there's stuff happening during that story 
but it's not necessarily always something that you're doing. Cool. Larry, you have any honorable mentions? I did have honorable mentions. Uh, my honorable mentions were uh, <clears throat> games that had expansions. Everdale. Yeah. Uh, Everdale, because it was the expansion that came out. Yeah, well. <laughs> um, and Dune Imperium had two inspections. Oh, yeah. I, expansions this I year. did not include the Everdell expansion because I didn't feel like it actually changed the game that much. Whoa. So I didn't Gauntlet include it. Now, I what loved, is she smoking? <laughs> uh, which I, expansion are you talking about? Because there's a several. Leaf expansion. Oh, okay. So I loved it, and I love that you got more resources, which is something that's always great in a game where you're trying to get resources the whole time. Um, but I, it, I didn't feel like it was. It adds a whole board on the side. <laughs> <laughs> I will always play with this expansion because it gives you more cards and it gives you a bonus for choosing certain cards. But I don't know that it was necessarily innovative enough that I would put it. It gives you the wax seal that allows you to save a card that said you can (laughs) save a card. Sure, but lots of games do that. (laughs) Not this one till now. Sure. (laughs) Awesome. It wasn't innovative enough to put on my top ten. Pew, 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 Sarasoba. <laughs> Will just wanted that giant game to stack on his deck. Exactly right. Which may have been his downfall. It probably was. Spoilers. Uh, it was. I should have rotated that order. It's just worth it. It should have been number two. Uh, some of the other games that made my that would have made my honorable mentions list were games that were very like small box games. Mm-hmm. So I actually have been really enjoying the game Splitto, mm-hmm. which is going to be coming from 20th Century. They're yeah. bringing it to the U.S. this year. Uh, got to play Next it at... Year. Oh yeah, uh, whatever year this is, and um, I really enjoy that game. But it's just like a really tiny, fast, quick box game, and I was like, ah, I can't really put this in my top ten. But I played it more times than most of the other games on my cool. top ten list. I feel like that's actually that's actually why my number one was selected because mm-hmm. I played it the most this Green year. Green team wins. Green team wins. Yep. And twenty fifth century knocking it out. Yeah, I I played that probably double of every other game. Wow, every two games that's amazing. Every game group that <laughs> we played with, um, like friends, I, we we got invited to several new like friends of friends types of groups. That's cool um, <clears throat> game nights, and you know somebody were like, oh, I know we don't have the prototype to green green team wins, but can we just. Play can we just play it anyway? Can we just fake it? Can you just you make a prototype it, really quick? Uh, sure. Write <laughs> yeah, on some paper. Right. So I finally like made a list of all the questions that I remember from the prototype so we could play like, okay, we're going to okay. do like 10, 10 turns and that's it because it's all I got. Speaking of prototypes, we had to take... App version. That would be... Oh, there you go. Speaking of right prototypes, we had phone? to take like three games out of Will's list before we shot the video because they were technically <laughs> prototypes and right. that. And then they could have pulled out more if they would taken out expansions and right. non-digital versions. Will's top five list. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> so, uh, Accidental cheating. I can't keep track of what year it is day. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> So um, as I make my top 10 list for every year, and I hate making the list and ordering them. Oh, because, she asks me all the time, oh, should this be like in the top or bottom? Because or? I'm like, I, to me, I'm like, I like it or I don't like it. And then actually trying to like order them, that's, I, that's the hard part I for do me. feel like I help her get to like the good list. <laughs> With an I'm actual like, logical approach. Right, I'm like, just, do you uh, like this, one, this one better than this one? Oh, I do. Then it goes higher. Well, it, de- <laughs> it depends, the is it depends on who I'm playing with. And-
situation? What's right, the right. situation? As a general Pano. rule, you know, I think it yeah. helped. But, you um, should just throw them into Pub Meeple. <laughs> It'll ask you all the questions. Uh, yeah. But um, anyway, what I was going to say is I do t- keep a list of all the games I play throughout the year because I do find sometimes it's hard to remember what came out in the first part of the year because it's like everything from Gen Con and like August through Essen, all of that back half is usually really loaded with games. Mm -hmm. So I, I had to like really purposefully think about what did I play earlier in the year? What came out earlier that I can put on my list that I really, really enjoyed? And Space Station Phoenix was one of those games that came out early in 2022 mm-hmm. from Rio Grande and one that I've really enjoyed playing, but it's not something that you're hearing a lot about at this time of the year because, you know, the cult of the new, all the new stuff is pushing into our minds and everyone's minds. So, yeah, trying to think about those early games that came out in the year. What's the first game you remember playing this year, Larry? (laughs) First game. (laughs) Ark Nova, my number one. Is it? (laughs) It's probably not the first game I played, but... I do remember playing the prototype of that early with you, though. And then we played it last week. Yep, we did. Again. Maybe. (laughs) If he didn't cheat. I've only played it twice. And I've only won twice. (laughs) (laughs) There's probably some accidental cheating going on there. Always. We didn't try it again. Give you a worse map or something. I'm ready for the deluxe. I'm already ready for the deluxe version of that game. You know, it's really funny. I, the first game, one of the first games we played in 2022 was the Spreading the War expansion to Lord of the Rings during the Middle Earth. Don't need to get that. And one of the last games that we've played is Journeys of Middle Earth, but it's the new expansion, Poison Ooh, Promise, with Larry and Amy. That's pretty good. So we're about, what, yeah. halfway through the campaign, you think? Probably. I mean, we've already reached the point where some of the camp or some of the uh, scenarios are like, if you lose this, the game is over. <gasps> yeah. so, Don't lose. Right. But yeah. there's definitely things that I'm expecting to the game to bring because it doesn't have one of the ring wraiths in this one or something in the box. Yeah, I think like. So I'm expecting that to be yeah. in the game. Probably the big bad guy. The big yeah. boss, man. So hopefully we find him. How far, how many more scenarios, like, if you don't lose? So do we think we played six or seven scenarios so far? Yeah, oh. probably somewhere I, on there. I think we're at least at seven. Okay. So yeah. I'm assuming it's a 10 to 12 game campaign, but we'll find out. Oh, you don't even know. It's like they a surprise. Oh, yeah, they don't tell you. I guess because if you messed up, you would. Yeah, so there's two <laughs> things. I, I love the, like, I've played it multiple times. There's two things I don't like about it. One is you. About Journeys. Sorry, in, about Journeys of Middle Earth, Lord of the Rings. One is you don't know how many cam- <laughs> how many games are in the campaign. Number two is you don't know in each scenario about how long that scenario is going oh, to be. Oh, they're pretty very, they change a lot. Oh, yeah. Some of them could yeah. be an hour. Some of them could be like, one was like two and a half hours, right? Yeah. <laughs> there was oh, one. Wow. And, and you don't know going yeah. in. And uh, and so, some of them are like on these little battle maps that you go right. and play. And then some of them are exploration ones. So you don't know how many different tiles are going to come out. You just keep <laughs> on walking. Up, we <laughs> yeah. used up that whole table know, on one I of know. them. <laughs> we almost had to go over the edge. It's crazy. And, but yeah. And I feel like the newer expansions utilize more of the tiles yeah. especially in the i agree with that so be honest but, if you lose the match are you quitting or are you no we wouldn't lose we would like cheat you... to make sure we don't lose <laughs> good making sure okay <laughs> totally it's a cooperative it's a cooperative game, game cooperative right well, way better yeah i'm in favor of that <laughs> but i mean I, it's an easy fix in my mind because mansions of madness which is also by fantasy flight has done it where it's like oh this is average 180 minutes or it tells you before you even click go 
like how long these oh, scenarios are going or even yeah. the difficulty level of them. So I'm like, why can't they do it for these other right. ones? Right. Mansions of Madness is not campaign. So it's care. individual scenarios and they give you that information. It would be nice if right. Journeys also had that information on the, the load screen before you clicked like, the click, click, like go because we're like like oh do we have that much time to do a second scenario right. tonight right. <laughs> it is app assisted so it helps and it it actually helps you play quicker or with setup and takedown because it keeps track of everything well, but currently melissa is the only one with poison corruption mm. sorry corruption. corruption i took yeah. corruption for the team Oh, they did. Forced it on her, I can tell. <laughs> I don't, but Kevin got drunk, so I, I don't know. Gandalf. 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 You're responsible, man. We need you. Yeah. Summon the eagles. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, there is a uh, there is some eagle card in the in the game. So. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably overpowered. Probably. But it, Gandalf as a general rule is overpowered in the game, and I love it. <laughs> he has sense. some pretty crazy cards. Yeah. Not going to lie. Yeah. And he has, yeah. Some really so you level up your cards with lore and or with experience, experience. and most card most decks of cards that you can add to your deck um, go up to twelve. Gandalf goes up to sixteen. So I have two sixteens in my two sixteen. I know it's uh-huh. crazy. They are pretty crazy. Have you fought the? Have you fallen down the? So these so despair. these aren't these aren't a one to one relation to Lord of the Rings, even though it's the Lord of the Rings universe. So this that's creating their own stories with the characters that you're familiar yeah. with. Um most of them take place between the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And when does Willow come in? Right. Actually, do you know it's funny? It's not funny that you say that. I've never seen Willow. The original? The original movie. And we watched it last Me night. Either. Kevin watched it for the first time, first time last night. Were you amazed? I was like, that's actually not terrible. It's good. It looks, it's not, I mean, for, for, a, for as old as it is, yeah, right. 1988 movie. I was like, yeah, it was pretty fun. Yeah. I so. watched it a number of times as a kid. It okay. was like one of my favorite. You're talking about it nonstop. <laughs> Have you? Because I, I was like, I want to watch it so I can watch the Disney Plus uh, series. Good, good luck to you. Uh, <laughs> is it bad? It's it's weird. Okay, there. It's like they well, stuck it in the same universe, and it's mostly a teen drama. Okay, but the teens act like modern teens. It's oh. it's like this weird juxtapose. Okay. I don't know what to call it. Okay. And I'm not buying it yet. I'm giving it time. I'm hoping it sucks me in. I mean, I've like, watched the Labyrinth and Neverending Story as a kid. And right. All that. So oh, yeah. It was definitely in that same vein. Right. For sure. Yeah. It was of those. It was my favorite. Willow. Uh, yeah. Okay. I watched the Neverending Story. And it was weird. And I watched The Labyrinth a number of times. It's also weird. weird. <laughs> Willow, same thing, but less weird and more cool, I thought. So we also recently watched The Caravan of Courage, which is one of those Ewok adventures. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just for fun. I maybe that, have seen that one. There's two of them. Okay. And I, I definitely watched- saw The Christmas one. Okay, is there well, there's a third one? one. Yeah, yeah, that's the third one. Yeah, okay. so you have to, on Disney Plus, you can go watch Ewok, and then there was. The, but or, but they're both by George Lucas, Willow, and Caravan of Courage, and I'm like, I'm sensing oh, some similarities. So many similarities. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed the original Willow. That was cool. Trickery. Val Kilmer in there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> somehow we got from people. top ten to <laughs> Willow. Your top ten Disney Plus movies coming at you next week. Next year. Any, uh, anything else super hot? Any, any, like, what was the... Tantrum Con. We, oh, oh, yeah. That's for sure. But I was going to say, like, what was... We should probably at least say what our number one game was, right? Okay. Since we Uh-oh. are talking about our favorite games of... <laughs> I, I already did. I said Green Team wins. Okay. I already did. I said Everdell. I mentioned mine was Teletum. Oh, maybe we did this. I right. said Foundations of Rome. 
Oh, mine was Ark Nova. So, yeah, I talked about we it. We got them all in but there. I, but I did have one game, my number 10, that we actually don't even have yet, was Marrakesh. Oh, that was I home. can't wait till it comes in. Okay. I need you, to get it. You from did play it from Queen. And liked yeah. it. Oh, it's so good. So good. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, you have to watch the video because it's kind of funny what they do. Is with it? it? Oh, I can't wait. Good job. All right. You guys go watch our top 10 videos. Buy your badges for Tantrum Con. Come see us in February. TantrumCon.com. And listen to our podcast in two weeks. And we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Three, three, probably three weeks. Or three weeks. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. 2023. listening to the Tantrum House <laughs> Board Game Podcast. If you liked any part of this at all, find and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TantrumHouse.com. Like us, share us, email us, call us, or send us a postcard to Tantrum House, 306 Berry Drive. That's B-A-R-R-Y. Greer, South Carolina, 29650.